1: It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast starring Dave Schilling, Galena Azabuki, Ursan Ilyasova, Joey Devine, disgraced Sacramento Mayor Kevin Johnson, Jermaine O'Neill, Sean Keane. Carmelo Anthony, after he left the Nuggets. Musical guest Seven Mary Three. They're cumbersome. And now, the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine.
0: Hi, it's me. Your host of Round Ball, your temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. And I'm here with Sean Keen. And Sean, I have one thing. I wanna to say to you. Yes. Uh to quote my hero, Zaza Pachulia, Yes. Game seven, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing easy. Nothing easy. We're going to game seven, baby. Game seven! Game seven! We're getting two game sevens and the first time in the history of the NBA? Where both conference finals are going to game seven. The Celtics play the Cav- play LeBron James, not the Cavaliers, just LeBron James tonight. Uh, and the Warriors, after uh sleepwalking through the first half of last night's game, uh had Clay Thompson sleepwalk them into the seven into game seven. uh how you feeling, dude? you excited? You happy?
1: I'm pretty excited. I will um I'm gonna, I'm going to just show my fan colors. Um I will be going to watch Casablanca at a cemetery tonight. Uh no. it's, a, it's a sanctioned event. I'm not like robbing a grave and bringing a, a projector. Um but my my lady friend bought tickets. So I will be Sitting in line, in the grass, watching some Game 7 action on an iPad mini, baby.
0: <laughs> Wait, the the graveyard has Wi-Fi? Uh,
1: I'm planning to use my hotspot. Mm. Also, it might have Wi-Fi. I'm, I wouldn't really be that surprised.
0: Um, I have a confession to make, Sean.
1: Yeah, what's that?
0: Uh... So I've watched pretty much every single Warrior game since 2002 live. Yeah, uh, with the exception of Game Six in Oklahoma City and Game Six last night. So, because in Game Six of Oklahoma City, uh-huh. uh, the you know the other Clay Thompson game, yes, yes, I was on stage. When doing stand-up
1: comedy, when that happened. Oh my God! Where, where were you? Just at a show. I was
0: hosting. Picture this at Doc's Lab.
1: Oh, great I show! By the way, the... come see it at the Virgil in Los Angeles.
0: <laughs> I had to leave the game at halftime, where the Warriors were down by like twelve or whatever, and it looked uh-huh. bad. And then I got off stage. And somebody told me Clay Thompson went insane and the Warriors won. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then the same thing happened last night where I was at work. Uh-huh. I watched most of the – I watched the, the first half and uh-huh. then – uh work got very very busy and i had to leave work for 40 minutes and i came back and the warriors had won and clay thompson went crazy yeah
1: you went you had to go on one job that was almost an hour long yeah <laughs> uh, uh so so, so what should I'm, you what i'm saying is
0: i think if i did not watch warrior games uh-huh i think clay thompson would be the greatest warrior of all time <laughs> I mean, not just Warrior, player of all time. He would be the greatest NBA player of all time. Yeah. Because the two games I haven't watched, he has done insane, epic things.
1: Uh, he's also playing amazing defense while he's just torching these people. Uh, what I thought was kind of... He was it-
0: also named the work, the hard worker of the night, or the work... Did you see that tweet? Uh, who's the Who awards that? Uh, the Chinese media. They gave him a hard hat. <laughs> Um, hold on, let me find this tweet. <laughs> um, so yeah, he, this is from Kareth Burke. Uh. Cherith? Cherith Burke? Could, uh, could not say. New, Ra- Ra's re- replacement.
1: Oh, Carith right. Kareth yeah. said,
0: uh says Clay spoke to Chinese media after the game and they gave him a hard hat and said you earned this you were the worker of the game and Clay was overjoyed
1: so <laughs> i would say that clay thompson in in his you know not that brief career but this is only year 7 for clay i think he has the weirdest collection of nba memorabilia like he's received <laughs> a hard hat and a toaster well, he didn't keep the toaster, right? No, I guess he gave that, that guy back.
0: kept the toaster. He just signed the toaster.
1: Yeah. Oh, and the other the other weird thing he's associated with are um, Anta shoes.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's the weirdest thing. <laughs> uh,
1: by the way, just some just some fun facts, some fun clay stuff. Um, it was sixty nine to sixty six Rockets. And Clay hit the three that made it a sixty nine sixty nine game, which is mm-hmm. an incredible milestone. That's Lawler's other law. Yeah. Is that if a game's ever sixty nine sixty nine, it's nice. Um Clay Thompson, including that shot, five of six from three point range, five rebounds, uh, no turnovers. He missed one shot after that. So Yeah. Pretty great.
0: Uh he also broke John Wilms' heart.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Why Why is John Wilms a Rockets fan?
0: not really sure.
1: Are there some random uh, stupid reasons like supporting the Utah Jazz for no reason? <laughs> uh,
0: listen to Take It or Break It uh, with Corbin A. Smith. Their 100th hear...
1: episode is this
0: week. Oh, they had a real good episode this week. Anyway, uh, that Bob Silverman, very charming. Um
1: yeah, I want to read a I want to read a Clay Thompson quote as well. Yes, please do. I was not always like this. I used to be so hard on myself earlier in my career. I remember losing one game to the Nuggets and leaving the arena in my uniform. I've learned that if I play with passion and play as hard as I can, you can live with the result. It's very nice. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a, a sweet. Boy. That's like
0: a very like anti. That's like that's like not Mamba mentality.
1: Right. Yeah, that's
0: That's like Mary Jane mentality.
1: Um... <laughs> yeah, man, just take it easy. Just work as hard as you can. Just get <laughs> just get every piece of green in that bowl. Uh Uh Also, Joey, you said you remember the game he's talking about? Oh, definitely.
0: It was uh <laughs> It was like I It, it was Early in his second season, mm-hmm. I want to say it was, like, game five or six. Yeah, it's actually the seasoning. seventh
1: game of the season, so yeah. you are correct.
0: And he was—he shot, like, five for, like, 32 or something, and the shots he was taking were fucking horrible. Yeah. And he bricked shots at the end of the game. Like, it was like an overtime game. It was actually a
1: double overtime game. Yeah, I think he
0: missed shots to end both the fourth quarter and that first overtime uh, that he should not have been taking. And he also turned the ball over, like, three or four times, which is a lot for Clay Thompson. Uh,
1: The other thing he does at the end of the regular overtime is he misses two free throws with a two-point lead that would have ended the game. Yeah, uh, I was
0: watching it at the uh, the at Lost Weekend video in San Francisco. Rest in peace. Uh-huh. Uh, while doing a show, and just furious. Uh,
1: by the way, that sometimes when we like look at the early uh, era of the Warriors, and it's like, huh, you know, Mark Jackson really had those guys playing defense. Maybe he wasn't that bad. Then looked at this game. Clay Thompson played fifty four minutes and forty eight seconds. <laughs> Yeah, that's 55 insane. minutes in the seventh game of the season. <laughs> um,
0: he should have been fired say, then. For me, look, we haven't talked much about the playoffs on our podcast for some reason. We've talked a lot about, like, ass eating uh-huh. and, like, uh, uh, player celebrations. <laughs> um, oh, and
1: The Rock giving speeches. Yeah.
0: Um But I want to say real quick, what was really frustrating for me about games four and five
1: Mm -hmm. uh,
0: is it felt like watching the Mark Jackson Warriors again. Yeah, it was like a weird throwback where it's like we're hunting for matchups, even if that matchup is Carl Landry.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're like, we got to get look, Jermaine O'Neal's there on a smaller guy. You got to post him up every time. Make him pay. Well, even the beginning of Game 6 was like this, where they'd run a play, and you're like, hold on, are they trying to get Kevon Looney a post-up? Yeah, like it seemed
0: like the first the first quarter of this game, it seemed like their game plan was like, we need to get Kevon Looney as many contested layups as we can. Yeah, he was <laughs> that uh, is one how of five we're gonna in the first quarter.
1: <laughs> uh, the other thing that they... It's, like, it's kind of frustrating watching the Warriors because it, like, sometimes they'll do, at least at least the stuff they do now has at least a little more philosophical background to it. But I just remember, like, the, like, I think there is a good long-term effect in picking up those Houston guards full court and just making them work a little more. Because, you know, Mike D'Antoni's only going to play seven guys. So, mm-hmm. but... Sometimes it's like, don't just go at Chris Paul every single time on defense just because he's on Kevin Durant. Because mm-hmm. he clearly bothers Kevin Durant. So, like, do something to get Kevin to open. Um, yeah. But the thing that they, they, like, remembered they could do is uh, just use Clay Thompson to set screens and pick and pop.
0: Mm-hmm. Because,
1: like... It's an incredibly efficient play that they could probably run, like, 15 times in Game 7 if they want. Yeah.
0: Well, the one thing I will say about the Clay Thompson pick-and-pop
1: mm-hmm.
0: is uh, I think next game he's going to have to mix it up a little bit.
1: Drive a little bit more? No,
0: just I think sometimes he's going to have to actually set that screen because he slips it almost—he slipped it, like, 95% of the time. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, and I think they're going to read that.
1: Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you if you run it with Steph Curry, that's the uh, what's the upside of that?
0: Uh, yeah, I've been screaming at my TV for uh, <laughs> a week now about like, please let Steph Curry dribble. <laughs> um, I got to say, in game five, I have not been as mad at a sports team since the Oakland A's in the playoffs. And I would get so mad at the Oakland A's in the playoffs that I actually gave up being an oakland a's fan,
1: so yeah you're uh, you're you're three and a half years clean of the a's yeah.
0: <laughs> I gave up the oakland A's around the same time I gave up drinking alcohol. Wow,
1: that was and
0: my life has been better,
1: <laughs> yeah, like you're not as angry uh you sleep better. <laughs> Well I mean um, both of those both of those like both of those things end up like it's a good way to yell at strangers who don't really care what you're saying. <laughs> like, oh, Andy Slide! I drank Jim
0: Beam and Billy Beam, <laughs> baby <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> Too yeah. much
0: of both in my life.
1: <laughs> um. uh, yeah, the I would also say the piggybacking on your point I also was not in front of a TV for the majority of Clay Thompson catching fire and like I'm superstitious enough to be like maybe I should just go to a bar but stand outside and just listen to people and watch the game cast <laughs> on my phone. That might be better luck for the team. Like it's going to affect them. Uh I mean I will be we're... wearing my lucky shirt tomorrow, don't get me wrong. <laughs> you and I both wore 2015 champs merch yesterday. So
0: Yeah. I mean I I have a rotation of Warrior shirts that I just wear on game days. Oh. And I actually this is the worst. Uh I actually forgot to wear a Warriors shirt on um for game four and I blamed myself. Oh yeah.
1: I've been uh, having I wore uh... a
0: Warriors hat but not a shirt and I was like, Oh no.
1: You did this. <laughs> you did this. <laughs> Uh I felt like my Everybody Loves Draymond shirt was unlucky and I'm like I'm just I'm putting too much pressure on him. That's why he's doing such goofy things with the ball like that's Uh also I I would say Draymond Green uh sprinting down the court on every offensive possession and like ripping the ball out of the ref's hand so he can run faster mm-hmm. is awesome
0: uh draymond green will get no credit for last night but he fucking ruled
1: did he have like five block shots
0: he had a five by four. Oh. uh and if he'd had one more steal it would have been a five the playoffs first five by five
1: i would say uh i think his i think his mom needs to tone it down a little bit on twitter hey don't say that. You can't tell someone's mom to tone it down. Just, well, I, I, I tell my own mom to tone it down. Well, <laughs> That's the thing. Okay. It reminds me too much of my mom. She just... did
0: fave a tweet last night. Fave and retweet, I believe. Uh-huh. A tweet last night that was anti-Kevin Durant.
1: <laughs> yeah. well, I, Where someone like marked it up and was like, look how the Warriors did with KD on the bench. Yeah. And actually, I mean, they defended the three-point line extremely well with Kevin Durant not in Kevin the
0: Durant has been fucking horrible this uh, uh, <laughs> this playoffs. Like, I have, like, I mean, this series. There have been times where I've been like, KD's got to go, dude. I don't want to <laughs> watch this guy anymore. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, he, in the first quarter alone, he probably gave up four, uh, open 3 is for the rockets. And then, then they yelled hit. at his
0: teammates every single time even yeah. though it was very clearly his fault.
1: Now granted the thing he does that no one else on the Warriors does is uh he does get to the damn line. Yeah. So, you know, congratulations on your 14 free throw attempts Kevin Durant and Well, but doing... I mean that
0: was th- that was the refs rigging it, right?
1: Oh, you're right. Twitter says Twitter says the refs rigged it. Yeah, let's get into that real quickly. Uh <laughs> So people are saying this is the worst officiating since Game Six of two thousand two, the game Tim Donaghy threw through. Yeah, and I guess that was because the refs conspired to give the Rockets a seventeen point lead in the first quarter, or they reacted to that lead by screwing over the Houston Rockets by giving uh twenty percent of the Warriors starters got to take Mm -hmm. free throws in the game.
0: Yeah. Uh, Everyone is complaining about how James Harden had zero free throws in the second half. Uh, But I believe Steph Curry and Clay Thompson had zero free throws in the game. Yeah.
1: Well, the the weird thing, too, is a play I saw being uh, put up as, like, the refs screwing them was a play where – A guy got his jersey grabbed, getting Mm -hmm. a rebound, and it's like, yeah, you could have called that a foul, except the result was that the Rockets got a fast break because it wasn't called. Yeah. Like, arguably, that was someone just trying to foul in the backcourt, because he grabbed, like, it's a legit jersey grab, but it was, like, to stop a fast break. And in hockey, the ref would have just put his hand up and not Um, called it.
0: I also was thinking about this last night, Uh and... I actually think this is sort of the danger of James Harden's game, where, like, if your entire game is based around tricking the refs into mm-hmm. getting your foul calls, yeah. at a certain point when you're actually getting fouled, they will be like, no, that's one of his tricks.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that also happened in the first quarter, where I, I guess he sort of almost landed on Nick Young's heel. And got three free throws, and then there was another play where well, I don't he think Stu Curry... is going
0: into Nick Young's butt on that play. That's right. really And what then, happened. and then
1: he had very, very little contact with Steph Curry on another three-point attempt. And it's a weird thing in the NBA where every, screens for both teams were basically an offensive player runs into a defensive player and wraps him up like a middle linebacker. And that's fine on both sides. But on a three-point attempt, you know, like like a a uh, it's the butterfly effect. Like a little breeze right. happens in China and James Harden <laughs> goes to the line for three free throws. Uh so I don't
0: know. And I mean, I I don't think it was a very well officiated game. No. But uh but I think <laughs> I just don't think it matters. Like, what matters about that two thousand two game is it came down to like the last shot of that game.
1: Yeah, not a twenty nine point victory by one yeah. of the teams.
0: And also, I just hate complaining about the refs.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't like doing it. I don't li- like. I don't know. I think it. I th- I just think it, it usually balances out. Like, usually a team is not. A team can get unlucky, but this is the Adam Silver era, baby. (laughs) We're not fixing matchups.
0: We've got a technocrat now running the league, not an oligarch. Although I think Um, all
1: these Game 7s may actually raise the salary cap for next year.
0: Yeah, Uh, which if you remember right, teams got fucked last year because the Cavs and Warriors just
1: destroyed people all playoffs
0: and the salary cap was lower.
1: That's again one reason why Kevin Durant and the Warriors continue to ruin basketball. <laughs> it's unfair, no one else has a chance.
0: Um should we talk about
1: LeBron a little bit here? Um yeah, let's yeah, let's talk about LeBron a little bit. Let's do
0: some series recap there. Uh yeah. LeBron really had a LeBron had, like, a real all-time game uh, on, what was that, Friday? Friday. Yeah. It was, like, uh, really impressive. Uh, he had, what, 49 points or 48 points or something like that?
1: 47? Uh, I think it was 46. Maybe I'll read the real number. 46 points. 46, 11, and 9. So, as Russell Lesbrook would tell you, not really that great a game. <laughs>
0: Uh, But, yeah, they destroyed the Celtics again because the Celtics were not at home because the Celtics can only win at home for some reason.
1: Yeah, they've they've the one game they won on the road uh, needed a confetti explosion. Yeah.
0: Marco Bellinelli moves his feet by three inches. Yeah. They lose that game, too. Um, Goddamn Marco Bellinelli. I love
1: that guy. Uh, Terry Rozier played well on the road. However, his one of his first solid quality road games. Uh, so, Danny Ainge is looking into trades for him. <laughs> Um
0: What do you think's going to happen tonight, Tron? I know mean... Kevin Love is seems be- real bad.
1: It seems bad, though. He he did only play five minutes in in game six. I know, but. Yeah, it's I would also say I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback on something uh friend of the podcast Lewis Keene said. This is a scary amount of concussions for Kevin Love. Yeah. He's this is like at least three in the last two years, if not more, and he got a couple in Minnesota too.
0: Yeah, he's like the NBA's Eric Lindros.
1: Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, yeah <laughs> well, Kevin Love also famously refused to uh play for the Quebec Nordiques, yeah, he so. did, yeah, and he was like, No, I'm gonna play basketball instead. The sport I was drafted, yeah, Louis Keane
0: uh, was uh, saying Kevin Love should seriously retire, uh, um, th- so he
1: doesn't get any more concussions, yeah, I mean, it's he does have a lot of money coming to him. I wonder if um I wonder if player contracts are insured for that though. Because you could end up with like a Chris Bosch situation where Chris Bosch still got his money. Right? Right. Um No, it's getting to that point and it's uh it's a bummer. And you know, it won't be as big a deal when LeBron leaves.
0: Like ESPN will for sure hire Kevin Love right
1: away to be on the jump. Yeah, he'll be I think he'd probably be I I now I'm like I can't remember what Kevin Love's voice sounds like. He just sounds like a white guy dude. Yeah, he's he's never, you know, I, all of those podium visits he would make during Cleveland's mm-hmm. title run. <laughs>
0: uh his singing voice though is very very distinctive. That's true. That's true.
1: It's like uh the East Coast
0: Girls are <laughs> right.
1: Do you think uh he and Dame Lillard will team up for another single?
0: No. I mean they did have that one. Yeah. That they played on an episode of Blackish and I was like, This is that song from that fa- that State Farm commercial. <laughs> Wait, they really did? Yeah. Man. I mean it was a basketball episode of Blackish.
1: Oh, oh, okay. Well that's fair. Uh-huh. But that's still weird. Yeah. It was uh, like
0: a song to a montage of the kids playing basketball. Yeah.
1: Um uh, the I would say LeBron did not go to the line that much in that game. He had eleven free throws. He's rigged. Rigged. NDA's rigged. <laughs> uh so the the like really effective guys the effective lineup. George for the Hill Cavs. was pretty great. George Hill was pretty good. Seven of twelve. He missed his threes, but he's it's Anytime time that George Hill is able to just drive to the basket a little bit, it really changes things because no one else can really do that, I don't think. But the squad that was just tearing it up was LeBron with Korver, Clarkson, Larry Nance Jr., and Jeff Green. Jeff Green, who apparently uh, is just... Uh, transformative with the Cavaliers defense when when Jeff Green (laughs) is on the floor and I don't know if that means that they defend well in garbage time or if that's like really a real thing I don't really know but he will be starting in game 7 Jeff Green oh my god Jeff Green America's Jeff Green so Sean what do you think
0: is going to happen here Tonight in Game Seven for the guy. Well, wait, we're gonna to get to questions about yeah, Game yeah, Seven yeah. later. Um, uh, yeah. Did you do notice anything else
1: mail. about the series? I guess. Sorry. What did you say?
0: I uh Have I noticed anything else about the series? Yeah. I mean, not really. The Celtics kind of go how Al Horford goes. It seems like. Um. Yeah. Not that Al Horford's really been bad in any of the losses, but he hasn't been like draining pick and pop threes constantly like that he does in their wins
1: yeah he he was not making shots in game six for sure um are you afraid of brad stevens what he's gonna cook up and his witch's brew
0: am i afraid of brad stewart stevens yeah <laughs> uh, not really i mean how can you be scared of that guy i mean he is like the nba's most likely person to be a serial killer yeah that's but, true um
1: um, I yeah, I would say, at least among coaches, he's the obvious candidate, right?
0: Yeah, because he's like totally a guy. His neighbors would say, like, "Oh, he's such a nice guy. He's so quiet."
1: Yeah, I could see, I could see Stotts being a murderer too. Terry Ooh. Stotts of the Blazers, right? He's been around a lot of different. Stotts has um, such you
0: know. kind eyes, though.
1: Yeah, i mean i don't i don't really think he is
0: carlisle i could see carlisle oh like i could see carlisle yeah.
1: style yeah 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 wow yeah <laughs> carlisle could do it that's why he keeps his hair cut so short for forensics <laughs> and but of carlisle course it's his... more
0: of like a like a secret contract killer vibe i think oh yeah he's he's like michael <laughs> shannon in
1: that, <laughs> that movie <media. laughs> I could see JJ a Mr. and
0: Mrs. Smith situation.
1: <laughs> yeah, well Mrs. Smith <laughs> is JJ Pereira though. Yeah. <laughs> um But yeah,
0: I'm not that I mean Brad Stevens will do something weird, I'm sure.
1: I mean um, they definitely Boston definitely has way more playable guys. I mean they basically have gone down to a seven man rotation. At this point. Which they probably should. Um, mm-hmm. They like to bring in... I guess Greg Monroe has been kind of effective in very limited minutes, but just seems like a weird... like
0: I don't know. I, I, I just kind of think if you're playing Tristan Thompson, you just look kind of effective now. Yeah, that might be it. Yeah,
1: so it's going to be a lot of Tristan Thompson... <laughs> I think Larry Nance is gonna play like twenty five minutes in this game, if not more. I think
0: they should if if I were them I would go
1: like small the whole game. Like like are you saying Nance at center is small or like Nance center at and center and then
0: but have like Corver Osman be your other like you know what I mean? Like guys like that. Clarkson like I wouldn't play Tristan Thompson, <laughs> is what I'm saying very much.
1: Oh. Uh I think I think Corver's gonna play like thirty plus minutes in this game. I don't know. Tyloo
0: might get, might get tricked again by the semi aujolet. Oh that's true. And if uh, semi is not
1: there, you can't bring him in. <laughs> um you know who I think is actually the key factor in this game? Aaron Baines? Uh no, I think it's J.R. Smith.
0: Oh, you mean if J.R. Smith plays well the Cavs will win? Yeah, they played J.R. Smith
1: way too much. I completely agree with that, that he plays – he played, like, 38 minutes. Like, I don't necessarily think J.R. Smith is in physical condition to play 38 minutes. Or mental condition. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he's been playing pretty heavy minutes, and I – I don't know. Like, is it just that LeBron trusts him? Because he just doesn't seem like he's been very effective.
0: I think that's probably it.
1: But yeah, if he hits like more than three threes in this game, I think Cleveland is going to be in very good shape. Yeah. I mean, who Um, knows? I feel like like Cleveland's going to win a close game or Boston's going to win by like 20.
0: You think Boston's going to win by 20 or it's going to be close? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds... Right. Probably. I don't know. We'll get to the we'll get to our game seven previews in a second. But okay, yeah. l- first, let's do some. Uh, we I hear we have some reader mail. We, we do. We do. Um, our first question comes from SF Jeff, mm-hmm. uh, one of the two tolerable Celtics fans, three. <laughs> sorry, Dubaru. This one of the three tolerable Celtics fans we know, mm-hmm. uh, maybe in the world,
1: possibly in the world. Um, the internet but... would indicate there are none, um, <laughs> but, you know, uh, just it's still exciting to go to the TD, the TD Garden, a.k.a. Wakanda West. <laughs> um, and SF Jeff says,
0: question, even though you guys are Warriors fans and have had your draft presence relegated to the tail end of the first round, do you still have the same enthusiasm for the NBA draft now that they no longer have a starring role? Also, feel free to recount your favorite slash least favorite Warriors or non-Warriors draft day moments. Honestly, this is not a troll. If you think it is, feel free to bring up that glorious endless summer when I had that 24-hour love affair with Len Bias. Oh. R.I.P. So, R.I.P. Yeah. Len Bias. Too soon. Too soon. Uh, I am... The Warriors haven't had a first-round draft pick very often recently because they were still paying the Utah Jazz for taking
1: Andres Biedrin's contract. Oh, and the and the Marcus Williams deal. Yeah. They're, they're giving up a first-round pick for laptop thief Marcus Williams. Um,
0: but they do have a first-round pick this year, and I've been pretty, pretty into it. Yeah. Uh, I already know which guy I want the Warriors to take. Who is um, it? Uh he's a guard from he's a junior guard from SMU.
1: Uh-huh.
0: You know, Larry Brown's SMU. Yes. Uh and his name is Shake Milton.
1: Are you sure they're not drafting him from the 1970s?
0: Uh well that is one of the reasons I'm into him because he has the name of the kind of player the Warriors need, which is a guy who comes in off the bench and gets buckets. <laughs> Uh, And he also has that profile. Sean, he's a 6'5", 195-pound combo guard Mm -hmm. who last year uh, in 22 games uh, shot 44% from the field, uh, 43% from three, and 85% from the line.
1: That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, And he took six threes a game. Uh, Also, former teammate of
2: (laughs) Semi-Ogele
1: and Sterling Brown, the taser victim, not the Emmy perennial Emmy Award winner.
0: Oh, we're not going to go into this, really, but I just want to say that statement from the Milwaukee Bucks uh, being uh, like... In support of Sterling Brown, earned them the top spot on the Woke Off this week. Yes.
1: Congratulations. And uh, they are leading the Woke Off in Morocco. So, congratulations, is... <laughs> Mark Lazry.
0: It is our first um, full on um, organizational Woke Off yeah. uh, leader. I think that's right. Uh, but yeah, I'm real into Shake Milton. Uh, I really want the Warriors to take a guy who can dribble and shoot threes.
1: And his name they is Shake really Milton. don't really have that. Yeah, and his name is Shake
0: Milton. He's like an ABA star.
1: Like I like, I'm just wondering if he's like afraid to fly into different time zones because he doesn't want to time travel. Like that—that could be something (laughs) Shake Milton does. Classic
0: Marvin. Bad news, Barnes.
1: Yeah, I could see Shake Milton wearing like his pair of shoes until they fall off. Uh, you know, just weird eccentric stuff.
0: My favorite thing about the ABA book. Which, if you haven't read uh, Loose Balls, the Terry Pluto's ABA book, uh, is when the ABA first starts, they have a lot of tryouts. They have open tryouts. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the guys (laughs) who was trying out for the ABA would not take a toothpick out of his mouth the entire time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh by the way, Shake Milton's real name is Malik Milton, which means yeah. his actual name is almost as cool as his nickname.
0: Yeah, he's great. Big fan. Hopefully, he's there. He's supposed to be there. They say he's a uh, he's he's projected as a uh, in the twenties. The Warriors are in the late twenties, mm-hmm. so hopefully, fingers crossed, Shake Milton falls to the Golden State Warriors.
1: <laughs> uh, I would say the other advantage of picking late in the draft is that. You sometimes end up with like a college junior or senior, which is exciting because you've seen them play. Yeah, because <laughs> like like as much as I was very excited about Furkan Korkmaz, I didn't know yeah. what that was going to be. I just read some stuff. Uh, but yeah, that was that was pretty exciting. There's no more Draft Express anymore, unfortunately. Yeah, because uh...
0: ESPN bought them and then has not used those guys yeah they don't to do anything
1: there's not that much so. which is
0: really depressing because i actually had a plan this year i was gonna pitch a, uh, a a thing where i watched all the draft express youtube videos all 150 of them or whatever in a row and took notes uh-huh. it would have been like six hours of my life just watching draft draft express videos <laughs>
1: <laughs> we would have ended up having this podcast being like, "All right, we got to We got to do a twenty-minute bench watch this week. See <laughs> where these rookies are doing. Are they getting some burn?" Um. Yeah. But yeah.
0: I guess let's let's uh go to the second part of Jeff's oh, yeah. question, which is, uh, Sean, what are your favorite and least favorite draft day moments?
1: Um, I would say the most recent one I was very excited about the drafting of Harrison Barnes. I was like, yes, they did it. They mm-hmm. tanked and kept the pick, and they got Harry B. And then I was also very excited when they got Draymond Green in the second round, who um, I I had really liked as a college player at Michigan State, but um, I think I thought he was maybe not in the draft once it got to the late first round, because so I was like, oh, well, obviously – Someone would have taken that guy by now. And then when the Warriors (laughs) drafted, it was like, oh, hey, that guy. I was like, he's going to be like a great ninth man for this team. Oh, Uh, I was so wrong. My favorite
0: Warriors draft moment is actually when they drafted Steph Curry. uh, Because it was the first time uh, I felt like they knew what they were doing in the draft in a very, very long time. Like, where it was just like, oh, they didn't listen to Monte Ellis, who told them not to take another playmaker, which was a thing that actually happened. Uh, and I just knew... I didn't know Steph Curry was going to be this, but I knew at least Steph Curry was going to be able to, like, drain a ton of threes and have, like, a NBA skill, yeah, which totally. had not been the case their last couple of drafts when they took Brandon Wright and uh, Patrick O'Brien uh, Anthony
1: Anthony Randolph um, No offense Anthony Randolph we love I mean you Anthony so Randolph much. again. Congratulations but... on winning the EuroLeague <laughs> title. You're a yeah, champion you are... and you've always been a champion, buddy.
0: You're one of my three favorite players of all
1: time. But yeah, that was uh, a But rip... I was
0: not stoked when they drafted you.
1: I mean that you look at the Warriors in the mid 2000s and it's like Bellinelli's, like, the best guy they pick after 2002, right?
0: The Bellinelli draft is actually my least favorite NBA draft moment. Uh, I was into them drafting Marco Bellinelli, but I was not into them trading Jason Richardson, my favorite player, for Brandon Wright, the year after the We Believe Warriors, like, uh, sorry, yeah, the year after We Believe. They immediately broke up the team for no reason, and then made up a story about how they were going to get Kevin
1: Garnett, but the phones were broken. Yeah, that's that was poor. And <laughs> that was a bad uh, thing to just make up. Yeah, like, they run it back with that We Believe team. they probably win 55 games. Yeah. Uh,
0: but we all know my actual favorite NBA draft moment
1: mm-hmm.
0: is uh, when Brooke Lopez was miked up on the floor. Yes. Uh,
1: all... And
0: they say <laughs> that they're like, brooke lopez you're gonna be drafted by the uh by the new jersey nets uh the coach is um shit what's his name Lawrence sean frank. Um, yeah Lawrence frank and then brooke lopez goes Lawrence frank or he goes who i forget it's Lawrence one or the frank. other but it is the funniest and, and i had good...
1: i didn't know brooke lopez talked like that until yeah. that point yeah
0: <laughs> Uh, another great moment is when uh, Jonas Valanciunas said he had much strong body. Mm-hmm. Um, love that part.
1: Uh, um, d- is Samuel D'Alembert the guy who comes out of the, the stands and David Stern doesn't know he's there until he's like running to the stage?
0: That could be right. I mean, that also happened with Grievous Vasquez. That was a really <laughs> memorable moment when Grievous Vasquez was there because like. He was from Puerto Rico, I think, and there were, like, all of a sudden they cut to him in the stands and, like, just surrounded by, like, an entire section of people from Puerto Rico, just <laughs> going ape shit.
1: apeshit. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think what – who was the guy? Well, Jan Justelli making out with his girlfriend was awesome. Yeah, that was tight. Also, he uh, could probably come back to the league. He was, he was the on the losing team, um, the, the Turkish team that lost. I can I can't remember, Fenerbahce or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. In your face, totalitarian government of Turkey. Spain uh, won. Um, but wait, yeah, so I did, think
0: this is going to be a really interesting draft, actually. Also, because...
1: did, did Real? Did Real Madrid? Wait, they play for Real Madrid, right? That's where done, yeah. plays. So they just yes. won the ch- they won the Euroleague in basketball and they won the Champions League in soccer within a week. Good job guys. Yeah.
0: Uh look, Anthony Randolph played for both teams. Yeah. So that's why.
1: <laughs> um I want to see Vaselli back in the NBA. Playing center now on his dude, third I'm wife. Gonna...
0: Let's get Anthony Randolph back in the league. All baby. these guys man. <laughs> clear
1: out the Anthony dead Randolph... weight.
0: Look, NBA teams, Anthony Randolph is a package deal with Luka Doncic. If you draft Doncic, you got to bring Randolph with him.
1: That's all I'm saying. Look, Jan Vesely, Anthony Randolph, uh, and even um, Sergio Yule, is that how you say his name? Mm Mm-hmm. All of them would be playing 20-plus minutes for the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, another great moment I loved was... uh... When the Milwaukee Bucks drafted Joe Alexander and he said, he said into the microphone, Senator Herb Cole, I will not let you down.
1: And then he did.
0: Yeah, well, he, he... was injured.
1: <laughs> That's like, why Senator they Herb really, Cole doesn't they... own the team anymore. <laughs>
0: They really should have had a doctor look at him before they drafted him.
1: Um, His hair is really great, by the way. I just looked at a recent photo. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, So, listeners out there, send us your favorite and least favorite draft stories. Mm -hmm. And do it in your iTunes reviews. Rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, All right, we had another piece of reader mail. Trey Cool X, Trevor Green, the genial black man, uh, sent us a Michael Jordan playlist. Are you ready? Yes. Whatever It Takes by Anita Baker, obviously. Oh,
1: that's, that's, like his, that's for big games, I think. Yeah. What You Gonna
0: Do For Me by Jody Watley.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that's the first run. Like mm-hmm. He's he's listening to that a lot with Horace Grant.
0: Hustle by L- Luther Vandross. Mm-hmm.
1: That's still um, on his playlist now.
0: Except, you know what? He will not listen to Dance With My Father. Oh, uh, no. too sad. Too sad. Um, <laughs> uh, Shoot Him On Sight by Patti LaBelle. Also
1: Obviously, won't listen to that very, anymore very, because yeah. of his father. <laughs> um.
0: And Whoops Now by Janet Jackson.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, he would love that. Do you you think he even likes any contemporary artist now, or is he just locked in? Wouldn't it be really funny if he was, like, super into, like, Alabama shakes? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I bet he's a big Nora Jones fan.
0: Uh, That seems too...
1: Like, not soulful enough, really?
0: Yeah, it's not like, there's not enough, like, building... You know what I
1: mean? Oh, yeah. There's got to be some point in the song where the singer can go,
0: whoa!
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, also, if you have more stuff, we should actually just make, I may make a Spotify playlist of Michael Jordan, (laughs) things I think Michael (laughs) Jordan would like to listen to. (laughs) Uh, Look for that. Yeah. (laughs) This is a great playlist, <laughs> though. Like, I I think my, I like to imagine, like, I think Michael Jordan would have like a disc man with headphones in, but 100%. I like to imagine him just blasting it in the entire locker room and just how Dennis Rodman is reacting. I wonder if Luke Longley has just continued like a, a deep appreciation for uh, the R&B stars of the 80s. I'm going to say no. No, I don't think he did either. <laughs> I, I think like, he's uh he just <laughs> likes Russell Crowe's band. Oh, I was going to say he really
0: liked uh that he he probably really likes like The Living End. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> or like uh what's that one band? Uh Midnight Oil. Do you think he's a Midnight Oil fan? No,
0: he's uh I think he's like a big fan of Shit. Uh, never mind. I won't remember it. Okay. Um. Oh, the vines get oh, free by oh. the vines.
1: Yeah, he could be totally. Yeah.
0: Come on, come on. <laughs>
1: uh, I could see him being like a big Dick Dale guy too. Yeah, I could see that. Um.
0: All right. Should we get to our game seven questions? Yeah, let's Sean? get to these questions. All right. Um, so Cavs versus Celtics, which you, let's be honest, will probably have already happened by the time you're listening to
1: this podcast, but
0: yeah. it's fun to hear us be wrong.
1: Yeah, that's correct. Uh,
0: Boston is minus two and a half. Mm-hmm. And my first question for you, Sean, is how many minutes can LeBron afford to rest?
1: I think it's about two. Two okay like i was I almost say, think they're gonna yeah go ahead.
0: I was gonna say I think it's about the same as the line and it's negative two and a half minutes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he played he played forty six in game six. I don't think he comes out of the game, honestly, I mean, I think if there's maybe like i yeah, I mean though. It's weird, though. He he has played fewer minutes than I thought he did in the series. I mean, he's been playing a ton of minutes, but he only played 39 in Game 5, and then it was like 42, 38, 39. I think you're right. I think they might... There's going to be points when he gets too fatigued, so I think they'll rest him like at the beginning of the second quarter, maybe. Um... But I I kind of think in the second half, they'll just, like, call timeouts and fake injuries to get him rest.
0: Yeah, like, I could see them doing things where they take him out for, like, 20 seconds right before a TV timeout and then put him in. Yeah. But I don't think...
1: I mean, I think Kyle Corver definitely faked an injury for LeBron last time. (laughs) And there was a point when LeBron... It's, like, the first time I've seen a guy who is so obviously giving it his all that, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I guess there was a moment when Jeff Green was late getting to the scoring table, the scorers table and Tyronn Liu had to call a timeout to get LeBron out of the game, which is, <sighs> come on, Jeff Green. You have one job yeah, and it's, uh, I don't know what his. It one seems job like is they shouldn't fall apart that badly in a minute without LeBron, though, right? <laughs> like, like are they? They're just like they're a... really bad. But couldn't they run like some kind of two-man play for like George Hill and Kyle Korver? Like, I don't know. It... No, <laughs> I guess not. Um... <clears throat> I do think they they could. I do think they have the capacity to play enough defense on Boston and Boston might not shoot that well yeah uh, I do just you, do you think the crowd is gonna be a factor Joey
0: no I mean unless they do Bill Simmons's
1: chance well there is a there is a new Celtics chance account oh I mean hopefully strange.
0: they they do the we can smell it champ that's all I know
1: let's see what do uh, we what do we have here for uh... <laughs> Uh, let's is see. Bill
0: Simmons running this new one or is this a
1: not? I don't know. It just says Celtics Chance and it has an underscore at the end. Uh huh. It says they've got. Okay, so the chance they've listed are when the visiting lineups are announced River Fire. River Fire. And then uh, one of them says when they show Drew Carey on the big screen, Cheers was better. Which I guess I mean, that's all right. Uh, no. And then, first time LeBron complains about a call, you're a baby. Second time, wah, 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 while rubbing your eyes with fists. And then it says the third time, everyone puts on a diaper, which is... <laughs> it's like, not really a chant. Oh, and uh, then Wakanda. Okay, that's a good chant, too. All right. <laughs> Let's, uh.
0: All right, good job, Sean. Um... <laughs> My next question is, is Jeff Green the key to Cleveland returning to the finals?
1: I'm not willing to say that. <laughs> and
0: my next question is, is that the saddest question I've ever asked?
1: I think it might be. Like <laughs> like the promise of something so so wanted by these people in Cleveland who have nothing besides their basketball team. Uh-huh. Like the the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame only goes further downhill every year. Uh The Cleveland Indians are dealing with injuries. Uh, uh the
0: Cleveland Indians have a pitcher that wrote on the mound Bush did
1: 9/11 the other day. Well, they they've got something to live for then. Uh. <laughs> Even though his... Actually, I want to talk about that real yeah, quickly. Yeah, please, please.
0: Um, so, for those of you that don't know, Trevor Bauer, MAGA Chud extraordinaire for the Cleveland Indians, uh, wrote in the dirt the other day, BD911, and everyone was like, he just wrote Bush did 9 on uh-huh. the mound. And then he was like, I would never disrespect the presidency that way. Uh what I wrote was B D nine one point one, which I'm not gonna tell you what it meant, but it's very significant to me.
1: Mm-hmm. That's But lie, he but he right? wrote so, it on a on a mound in front of everybody. Yeah, he definitely wrote Bush did nine eleven, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. anyway, he's also he's also a a huge Trump supporter, by the way. Yeah. And Trump supporter. He also cost the Cleveland Indians the World Series because he hurt himself fixing his drone repairing a drone. A a Trump supporter who thinks Bush did 9-11 horribly slashing his finger working on a drone, which uh, did he have like Elon Musk treat that injury too? Is that what happened? <laughs> I, I mean, he definitely did it while watching Rick and Morty. I'll tell you that much. Uh, he also he also claimed <laughs> earlier this year that he uh, that the that the Astros are scuffing their uh, their pitches. Um, okay, that's tight. They should scuff pitches.
0: I, look, of, I don't the... <laughs> know if I've ever said this before on the podcast. But I am 100% pro cheating in baseball. Uh-huh. Like everyone should cheat in baseball all the time because it's part of what makes baseball tight. It's long history of cheating and uh uh throwing games. <laughs> That's what baseball's about. Do you know what me. he do
1: you know what he almost did when he had his gross bleeding finger? What? He kept trying to get the the Indians surgical staff to uh cauterize the wound with a soldering iron Uh and then they said no that's like what you do if you're like bleeding to death on a desert island like you're you're in a war like you don't do that for normal things and then he said I even had a soldering iron in my hotel room instead of going to the ER I probably should have sealed it closed myself and apparently people on reddit were like yeah that would have worked he should right. not don't i mean actually you know what i think you should take a take a soldering iron to your entire to your pitching finger Yeah, do it dude i dare right. you trevor bauer
0: <laughs> uh <laughs> next Cavs celtics question is tyron lose three 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 the weirdest motivational tactic in recent memory
1: yeah, do you know what that is? No, I do not. So the Cavs were showing up at Quick and Loans Arena and Lou like showed up early cuz he was so excited about this and he just kept saying 333 three, three, and it was like, you want your season to be over in in 3 3 hours, 3 days or 3 weeks. Which is almost like saying, "Hey guys, do you want to lose game 7?" <laughs> Like I don't. The second three feels unnecessary.
0: I'm gonna say, um, I don't think it's that weird. I mean, it's stupid, uh-huh. but it is not as weird as hiding money in the <laughs> in, in the roof of the Staples Center.
1: I do think that makes sense if you have like Kevin Garnett and Ray John Rondo on your team because they're like, yeah, obviously, notoriously cheap. Well, also I think like I I could see them like hiding money in their personal lives. Just like, yeah, you can't trust you can't trust the banks. Yeah, ob- obviously we're gonna put this in a stealing towel. That's exactly what we should do. <laughs> Rachel Rondo really strikes me as a guy who intentionally built like a secret passage into his house. You know?
0: <laughs> he feels like He – I think Rayjean Rondo uh, buried a shipping container in his backyard (laughs) that he has as, like, a Fallout shelter. But it's not a, like, well-prepared Fallout shelter. No, no, no. It's, like – it's got, like, cans of Red Bull, Uh
1: three Connect Four boards. Right, just in case, in case. Whole pack of like replacement checkers for for connection. Yeah,
0: and like a uh, like an Xbox One that he doesn't realize won't work underground because yeah. it needs to be connected to the internet.
1: And then like a manicure kit too. <laughs> Whereas Kevin Grant, I just imagine there's like a lot of like rocks on his property that he's just put like five thousand oh, yeah. dollars in just in case. His entire property,
0: every rock is a a hide-a-key.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: There are no actual rocks on Kevin Garnett's property.
1: How many Uh, go-bags do you think Kevin Garnett has? Just, like, packed and ready to go if he needs to pick up and leave. Lots. Yeah, I think so, too.
0: Like, two to a room.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, right.
0: Um... Your next question, Sean, is: Will the Celtics dress for
1: a funeral? I mean, maybe they've done it a couple times before.
0: but isn't that the Wizards that do that?
1: Well, the the Celtics forced Wizard Celtics it. games. They've both the the Celtics dressed in funeral clothes for their game six against Washington last year, mm-hmm. which they did not win.
0: But Maybe didn't for... they do that in response to the Wizards wearing funeral clothes? In
1: a regular season game, yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the Celtics are going to wear
1: funeral clothes. The funny thing is, like, when it when it actually happened, it was like a, the first time... Jason Terry invented it, by the way. The Jets. Uh-huh. Uh, of course. He, uh, he had the Mavs all wear black, but they didn't tell anybody until mm-hmm. they'd already won the title. Yeah. And that's really cool like having like right. we know like we're going secret to a funeral, funeral game. Uh yeah. the Wizards <laughs> were like fuck you we're dressing for a funeral in a week. Right guys and then <laughs> and then Bradley Beal and John Wall had an argument and Yeah, Marcin Gortat was like I, I don't like it here no more. <laughs> this is Uh I have been to many funerals. This is not fun for me.
0: <laughs> um my next question is, how sunburned will their fans be?
1: Ooh, Memorial Day weekend, Boston. Like, they know there's a game. They're not going to be able to keep themselves from like drinking in the sun, the rare sunny mm-hmm. days in Boston. I think we're going to see a lot of uh, like even redder faces than normal in that crowd. Yeah, usually they're red because of alcohol,
0: mm-hmm. but this and time just, it'll just, be red because of the sun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. My next question is this will be the worst Eastern Conference champion since blank.
1: I'm okay. So I'm I'm going to look at the roster of the 2007 Cavaliers because off off the top of my head that is my guess. Yeah
0: but they still had lebron james.
1: Yes. What I mean like Okay, so that that finals team had Varejão, Ilguskis, Obi Gibson, Shannon Brown.
0: So see, I don't think it can be Ilguskis because Ilguskis is a like I don't think it can be that cuz Ilguskis is actually a Hall of Famer.
1: So that so the 2007 Cavs are actually
0: They have
1: two Hall of Famers. Elgowskis isn't a Hall of Famer. I think he's going to make the Hall of Fame, dude. No way.
0: I think he might. Elgowskis? Yeah. I mean, I don't think he deserves it, but I think he might.
1: I really don't think Zajdronis Elgowskis is going to make the Hall of Fame. How many All-Star teams do you think he's made?
0: Um, he's made, I'm going to say three, uh, let's two.
1: See.
0: Okay. He's been, he's probably not going to make the hall of fame. I lied. Okay. Um, but he still is a two time all star.
1: He is a two time all star. Uh, um, but he didn't, he didn't, he was on some pretty bad teams. I mean, he was on some good teams.
0: See, I was going to say, I think it's one of those nets teams,
1: Oh, like the O three 3 Nets or something like that? Yeah. Well, they've got Jason Kidd, yeah. Richard Jefferson, Kenyon Martin. A lot of guys who are excellent big three players.
0: Yeah. But those teams were not good. I mean, Jason Kidd was amazing.
1: Yeah. Do you think the 2007 Cavs are better than this year's Celtics?
0: No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I think they might be better than these Cavs. But they have a worse, way worse LeBron.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess it depends on... If these Cavs win, they're the worst Eastern Conference champion in, like... In memory, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. They would not be able to handle LeBron James. I don't think Carrie Kittles would be a LeBron stopper. Although, Jason Kidd did guard LeBron a lot in the 2011 Finals. Right. Yeah. All right. They're not great teams. That's all I'm saying. No.
0: Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: all right. And finally, Sean,
1: mm-hmm. which
0: one of these bad teams is going to win?
1: I, I feel like all of the indicators say boston and yet i am unwilling to pick against lebron james in a game uh, uh, same <laughs> just i you know we might we might have to have uh a boston fan come on the podcast and taunt us for this but i'm yeah i'm picking the cavs in a pretty close game
0: i think mike i think uh mike Malloy is going to be upset with us mm-hmm uh, but also, I think LeBron James is going to pull down Brad Stevens' pants and spank him on the court. Wow.
1: Ulti- uh, the
0: ultimate <laughs> daddy move. I think we're getting, like, 57 points from LeBron James tonight.
1: I mean, I think I think it could definitely. You, do you think the crowd is going to affect that?
0: N- no. <laughs> he loves taunting them. Yeah. Like, and he knows the last thing he can do is, even if he's leaving, mm-hmm. the last thing he can do is give the Celtics the fans the satisfaction of tank of like having a bad game again there, because they've lorded that over him for years now. Because Delonte West slept with his mom that one time.
1: <laughs> right. Right. Right maybe maybe Celtics chance should put that out there. <laughs> Celtics chance underscore Sean. Celtics chance <laughs> underscore. The the number one Celtics chance account for <laughs> 2018. But yeah, I'm probably going to be wrong. But yeah, I mean I don't feel very confident in this, but also like just feel like it's LeBron baby. Yeah.
0: Uh, I also kind of expect Marcus Smart to do something very, very dumb in this game.
1: Oh, I just
0: really ramped up like too ramped up
1: and like like just throwing throwing the ball ball away or stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't really what he has. You can't turn it off. Right, I mean, like all you get the you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and then you have Marcus Smart. the Marcus Smart. Yeah, yeah. I um, can see him missing like seven or eight three pointers tonight. Yeah.
0: Um. All right, we're gonna look bad when he wins the game. Right. But okay. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Warriors Rockets tomorrow. Um, the Warriors are minus six and a half. How do you feel about that line,
1: Sean? Uh I I I feel like the Warriors are so difficult to bet on for that reason. Like because they could kick the ball around and have it be a super close game at the end or they could go supernova and like blow them out. Incredible. Like they only gave up 25 points in the second half. Right. <laughs> That's
0: honestly from a gambling perspective Having watched this team all year, uh-huh. every Warriors game should just be a pickem because <laughs> right. it's like, the sp- are they gonna play tonight?
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's like, I mean, I think they'll be motive. I mean, probably there's a little bit of value. I, I would say the value as a gambler is in taking the Rockets, and if mm-hmm. you. Or like, or, like, finding some spread where you, like, bet the, the higher blowout odds, you know? Yeah. Um. It's so unpredictable. I mean, I think the Warriors are pretty—are more likely to win, but you just never know. And this is not a reliable basketball team. No. They are, like,
0: so unreliable. They're, like, more unreliable than, like— a Don Nelson team where Anthony Tolliver is like the third option. <laughs>
1: um. Uh I do think Houston is very tired and they're shorthanded. Yes. Um I don't know, like like is Chris Paul actually gonna try to play? I mean it seems like he's I think gonna it try would be bad
0: for the Rockets if he did, frankly.
1: Oh like it just shows they they, they aren't protecting him? No,
0: I think it'll get exposed horribly.
1: Oh, gotcha, gotcha. They say like, less... You
0: like, you're... that hamstring is not going to be good. Like, oh, and then... Oh, so then uh, you've got Chris Paul fucking guarding Steph Curry with a mm-hmm. one leg. Like, that's insane.
1: Yeah, um...
0: But it would be the most Chris Paul shit ever to finally have a series where people are like, you know what? Chris Paul isn't the problem here. Mm-hmm. And then to come in hurt and be the problem. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Where it's like. <laughs> like he loses the game because he's like, I'm so gritty, I have to play. And then he literally cannot run. And he's just like punching people in the dick and
1: getting, what, turning
0: the ball over.
1: I gotta say, for Chris Paul's legacy, though, he's better off not playing. 100%. Because he can now say he would have beat the Warriors if he hadn't gotten hurt.
0: Yeah, which Doc Rivers has already said for him several times. You've (laughs) got to have an asterisk on
2: that,
1: right? Because when does Chris Paul ever get hurt in the playoffs?
0: (laughs) Well, here's my question, Sean. Mm -hmm. Do you think Chris Paul actually hurt himself shimmying?
1: Yes, I think that's when it happened. (laughs) He never dances. That's the thing. You can't just go in there and shimmy. That, like, weakened his hamstring. He knew it, too. He was just trying to gut it out as long as he could and hope that if he did happen to collapse on the court and not be able to come back on defense, he just was hoping that someone would pass the ball to Quinn Cook.
0: Yeah, the shimmy was like, um, it's like the ring.
1: Uh
0: If you shimmy, uh, you actually, seven minutes later, you get hurt. That's why Steph Curry got hurt so much this year. Yeah. Um second but yeah yeah like Chris like Paul, for Chris you. Paul he's,
1: he's in a no lose situation here he
0: should not play, I'm serious <laughs> like the only thing he can do is like hurt himself more, like both legacy wise and physically
1: you know what it he's this is a this is free money. I've already seen what people on Twitter are saying if he plays, he's a hero for gutting it out. You know, and if they yeah, if he plays those and they lose, people have
0: seen him play. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, there's just no way he can play well. So, like, it will be the narrative will be Chris Paul hurt his team by f- making himself play, uh, by making them play him. Do you want to see him play? Do I want to see him? Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see Chris Paul get uh, exposed every time. For being a fucking fraud. (laughs) Uh,
1: I hate Chris Paul. Always have. He's one of the enemies of our podcast. (laughs) Almost anyone named Paul is in questionable territory. We got Playoff P, Paul Pierce. We like Streetball Paul, though. We do like Streetball Paul, but (laughs) I would say that he probably has gotten more abuse than praise on this podcast. (laughs) <laughs> Oddly enough, we're we're big pow supporters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um.
0: All right. So let's talk about how Chris Paul was acting during that game last night. Uh, lot of lot of barking at the refs still. As a bench player,
1: yeah, he. Um, I would say it was reminiscent of Drake. In fact. A non-playing man screaming at the refs and his teammates and pretending to be a coach.
0: I just don't understand, like, I don't think refs would take that from anyone else, right? No.
1: A, a it's non-playing like, well, player? If,
0: like, Quinn Cook was, like, standing up constantly yelling at them while they were at the scores
1: table. Oh, my God. It would be so funny if Kevin <clears throat> Love did that tonight. <laughs> Cause he could like say anything he wanted to, and just be like, "Oh, sorry, this concussion. I don't even know what I'm." Oh, Ooh. but that would that
0: would involve Kevin Love like showing emotion.
1: Can I can I give you Stephen A. Smith's most recent NBA take?
0: Uh, is it about like uh, like
1: uh, sex and relationships? It, it's not about. Then no, <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> I swear to the good lord if the Warriors lose this game with Houston Rockets not having CP three or with KD Trey playing this way, I don't know what I'm going to say or do or how much I'm gonna go off. I just don't know folks. I swear, I just don't know. And then he didn't respond, so I guess he I guess he, he didn't go off. Well they won. Yeah, I guess he didn't It was know. only
0: if they lost that he would go off <laughs> <laughs> That's uh you know Stephen A. Smith never goes off.
1: Yeah, he had to. He uh. conditionally will go off. <laughs> oh, he also added. Oh, did he pin that tweet? Maybe. Sorry, this looks like it's out of sequence. If Clay Thompson plays like that, Game Seven is a wrap. This but tweets Clay- are like out of sequence. Weirdly,
0: yeah. Twitter's <laughs> fucked now. Why does the internet think we don't want to see things chronologically? What is wrong with people? God. Elon no, Musk, no.
1: a robot will tell us, not the calendar and time. <laughs> Stephen A Smith said um, he there was no way Kevin Durant was not going to score 40 in game 6. Well, he definitely didn't. He scored 23 points.
0: Uh that <laughs> actually brings me to my next question, Sean. Yes, yes. What do the Rockets need to win Game 7?
1: Uh, well, they're going to need the refs to, to get it together and stop screwing <laughs> them over. <laughs> um, okay, so they're going to need J.J. Watt courtside again. I don't think Justin Ugh. Timberlake is in town anymore, so they're going to need like a Nick Lachey, uh, a Joey Fatone, um. Maybe oh, even I'll a Nick you, Carter on the sidelines?
0: That is fan-related. Uh, they need to ban Ted Cruz from the oh, arena. Oh, boy. That may have are... swung
1: the momentum of the series.
0: <laughs> yeah, they are... Uh... <laughs> he was wearing a Rockets polo. Oh, Then oh. uh, he was there for Game 5. Yeah. and uh, He's going to games. I shared it with... So many people. I got it from at Thomas Awful on Twitter. One of the best NBA follows, Alex Sequig. He will not come on our podcast.
1: I mean, we, we kind uh, of only but asked great. once. But great I think NBA could... Twitter follow. Oh, good. Follow it up. A lot of great burns. A lot of great shops. Just a lot of great information. You can also read him at yeah. the Shocker. Yep. I don't uh-huh. completely understand what that website is, but I have read it. It's uh, a
0: hilarious medium.
1: Site. Oh yeah. Um, so I guess I guess Ted Cruz will be there, and following in his father's footsteps, he is going to assassinate his team's chance at the NBA finals.
0: <laughs> you know, we. But here's the thing about Ted Cruz: we know he's not a basketball fan.
1: Ted Cruz he called it
0: the ba- yeah. He called it the basketball ring that one time.
1: Oh, th- th- that's where you compete. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's not like something that kills you when you Oh,
0: no. He was he called a hoop a ring, a oh basketball
1: ring. Jesus Christ, Ted Cruz. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Ted Cruz is not a basketball fan. Uh so ban him from the arena Tillman Fertitta. Yeah. Also, while you're at it, ban yourself, you creep.
1: Yeah. Right. That's the thing. Like if you if you're really into this rockets team first of all how dare you uh the second thing is that's who you're rooting for ted cruz tillman fertita
0: tillman fertita who again i tweeted this but who again owns the bubba gum shrimp company Uh a company i worked for for eight years Mm -hmm. uh he bought it in year seven, that I was there. Mm-hmm. And the first thing he did was start charging employees to keep their employee discount. Uh huh. He charged a monthly fee to have an employee discount.
1: And he's a billionaire. Yeah. So he was. He also tra- owns
0: Houston's and the Rainforest Cafe.
1: Oh, the Rainforest I Cafe. Believe.
0: Claim Jumper is also one of his restaurants. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he's the, these are bad people. Mike yeah. D'Antoni won't play seven-time All-Star and future Hall of Famer Joe Johnson. Well, let's and leave. He shaved Mike, his Mike D'Antoni
0: is a good person.
1: Daryl Morey is a Mitt Romney political contributor. Yeah, uh-huh. mm-hmm. so... uh
0: huh. hmm. So also musical theater like uh, backer, but like yeah, bad person. They drove. <laughs> he's like running a
1: producer's scam. Yeah. <laughs> right like no it's uh it's about miniature people who don't play basketball but they don't have the concept of five and they're like that's gotta be some kind of tax shelter yeah
0: no it's he 100 percent is he ran the analytics and the producers is true doesn't and he if your it? broadway play fails you make more
1: money and his real dream is to like lead an esports team to a title right doesn't yeah uh, by the way, that NBA 2K League not doing great.
0: Oh, well,
1: you know. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> talk about game seven of the oh, real okay. NBA. Okay.
1: Uh, but yeah, what what the Rockets need to do is, uh, I think, see if they can continue to sort of bait Kevin Durant into going one-on-one. Mm -hmm. Um, they need to be able to slow down the game, whether that's, you know, I mean, they got They basically need the Warriors to miss a lot of shots, but also if they're drawing fouls, uh, anything that will slow the game down and kind of allow like, like Ariza, Tucker and Harden almost just can't come out of the game.
0: Yeah. I was going to say what they really need to do is send Kevin Durant as many tweets as possible where people say Steph Curry is better than him. Oh, yeah. yeah. That is how the Rockets win this game. And they
1: got to add his burner accounts, too.
0: Yes, because for some reason, Kevin Durant has decided uh, he's like in a personal war with Steph Curry this series. Yeah, he's not like, passing
1: him the ball. He
0: will not pass him the ball. Uh, and he also will not let him dribble the ball. <laughs> He only passes to Clay Thompson and Kevon Looney.
1: I would say that the if they could get a really good Clint Capella game, if Capella could could stay out on the floor as long as possible and be effective, that would also go a really long way. I mean he played like thirty minutes in game six, but he was minus thirty two. He yeah, had fifteen rebounds. But yeah, like uh I just think their their ideal lineup is that Tucker at center lineup and the Tuckwagon lineup The Tuckwagon and which
0: is a great which let that's... I want to say it right now such a good nickname for a lineup
1: better than the death uh, lineup
0: so much better than Only... Hamptons 5 <laughs> wait
1: that's better than Hampton's five. the worst oh. <laughs> don't get me started on that <clears throat> Tim Gawakami was really trying to push uh, a different lineup name too he's like drunk on power he was uh <laughs> What is he calling that? He's calling that weird end of the first quarter Steve Kerr lineup. Um, hold on. Um, Well, that's the other
0: thing the Rockets need to do to win, is convince Steve Kerr that what makes them, the Warriors, so special is strength and numbers. Uh... Because, yeah. you know what, I'm going to say something about Steve Kerr real quick, this series. Oh, he calls it the
1: funky uh, lineup. Jesus Christ. Okay.
0: Something about Steve Kerr this this uh, playoffs. Uh, he learned nothing <laughs> from playing Anderson Barajal and uh, and Festus Ezeli in that series that they lost because of it. Uh, and it needs to stop. I can't do it anymore.
1: Yeah, they You
0: are physically <laughs> killing me,
1: Steve Kerr. <laughs> so the Warriors with three minutes to go in the first quarter of game six were down three points. And then mm-hmm. uh Harden hit a three, uh but it was still a relatively close game. Kerr pulled Draymond, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry and at played the a, at the same time and played a lineup of uh Sean Livingston. Jordan Bell. Nick Young, Jordan Bell, David West, and Kevin, and Kevin Durant. Kevin Yeah. So two centers and Sean Livingston. And that group lost 12 to 3. Their only points were on free throws. And they just got trounced. Like, keep two of those guys in. Like, yeah. <laughs> this, oh, it made me crazy.
0: Like, pair the two. Just in your mind pair the two whether you want to keep durant always with clay Mm -hmm. or always with steph i mean that is dumb too but he does like to do that it's just but like personally the way to do it is you always have durant and clay on the floor at the same time Mm -hmm. and you always have draymond and steph
1: it's just it it was like costing them nine points for no reason at all really yeah, uh, but you know everybody's going to be like relatively rested in this game. I would say. What? Uh, what's that? Sorry, what do going you mean? going going into the game like like Kevin Durant only had to play thirty five minutes instead of forty three minutes. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh huh. They're all got like a little bit of extra rest. I kind of think Draymond's going to play like forty five minutes in this game.
0: No way, dude! He's going to play Looney. like. <laughs> He just doesn't do that.
1: <laughs> like. I mean, that's that's what is going to lose them the game, if they lose it, I think. Yes. Because Steve Kerr picked a weird time to go back to medical marijuana for pain management.
0: <laughs> um, all right. Uh, which rocket scares you the most, Sean? Uh,
1: PJ Tucker. Me too. All yeah. right, that's pretty easy. On defense and um... offense and off the court and... I feel like he'd also be able to, like, really burn me on Twitter if he had to. Uh, what do the Much Warriors respect. Win?
0: <laughs> All right, Sean, what do the Warriors need to do to win Game 7?
1: Let Steph Curry dribble, uh, keep the pace up, and just don't, don't play four bench guys at the same time. <laughs> yeah, we kind of answered that question. Yeah, but, now. like, I don't think Andre is playing, right? That seems to be
0: Andre. It seems like is not playing. If
1: he even played like ten or fifteen minutes, I would feel extremely confident. And now it's like uh, Looney Bell. You don't know. Yeah.
0: Um. All right. Uh. Nick Young had a dream about Dennis Rodman. That was amazing. Um, that, where he said you have to play defense in game six. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is Nick Young going to dream about for game seven?
1: I'm hoping a guy who hits open threes. <laughs> so maybe he could dream about Robert Ori this time. Who also plays defense? Uh,
0: I, th- I think not Robert Ori. I think you want him to dream about Jason Terry.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. That's
0: the most Nick Young guy who came up big in yeah. the. Nick. Jason Terry fucking rules.
1: Yeah. And I got to say, though he's not. He has not been what I've expected, uh, Nick Young does rule. Just not in a basketball only context. The whole package uh... of Nick Young rules, I would say. But. He's not really what this team needs. He, well, I mean, they I, do I need he was something playing better. Yeah.
0: They do need. He is what the problem is. Is he is what the team needs? He just is not what was advertised.
1: Yeah. Um, no conscience, threes. It just. I think he can make them. I don't think he's shying away from the pressure. Yeah, but you yeah, know, if he hits, if he hits two threes in that game, oh
0: my god! You know who field. will? Uh, who is what the Warriors need? Uh,
1: Milton, Shake baby, Milton,
0: baby! I'm telling you, <laughs> <laughs> he's a gunner. He can dribble. Oh, I love him. All right. Um, and my last question, Sean, mm-hmm. who's gonna win?
1: I think it's gonna be the Warriors. I think they're gonna. I think. I just think the Rockets needed to win it in six. Like I just think the the attrition of the team. It's gonna be really tough. I do think Chris Paul's going to try to play, uh, but I mean, he's, it it could, I wouldn't, I certainly would not be surprised if the Rockets won, but I just think the Warriors are going to kind of outlast them.
0: Uh, yeah, I also think it's going to be the Warriors just because uh, if I've learned anything about this Warriors team, uh, basically what happens every year is a player gets hurt, mm-hmm. and then bloggers spend the next year complaining about how the Warriors would have lost if that player didn't get hurt.
1: Yes. So yeah, we're <laughs> we're ready for another asterisk championship. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't. I'm not ready to go there yet.
0: Championship with them.
1: Oh yeah, I'll yeah. I just mean, I just mean, if there is a championship, we already know it's got a big fat asterisk next week. Yeah.
0: <laughs> because uh, luck is not at all part of winning a championship. No one ever in gets hurt in the sport. playoffs, Joey. Yeah, Only against
1: the Warriors. That.
0: Yeah, it's just the Warriors <laughs> who have people who have to play against injured people. And uh, when the Warriors have injuries, it does not matter
1: or count. Um... I mean, that's, I've I've heard that about... The 1987 Lakers from certain people that you know Kevin McHale was hurt, so it's not really didn't really count. <laughs>
0: um, all right, uh, Sean, anything you want to plug? Nope. Uh, plug something. Oh I yeah, need, sorry, I, need, I got. Uh, uh, I need some time. Sorry, here. <laughs> sorry. Uh,
1: the uh, the business every Monday in Echo Park at Little Joy Bar. Uh, also, I've got oh i'll have a I'll have a gallery about everybody's path to the playoffs uh for yard Barker, which unfortunately I was not able to start as early as I might have hoped because there's game sevens today and tomorrow
0: uh oh man, my Twitter account this week was lit fam oh um, <laughs> Frankie Muniz Mm-hmm. uh you can follow me on Twitter there, at Frankie Muniz, uh, where two days ago I tweeted, I just landed in Oakland with, at Pagy Price, his girlfriend, as we mm-hmm. all know, Yeah, for our new business. We'll be sharing soon. Just getting our get in the ground. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, we are never going to hear about that business ever again. <laughs>
1: It's in Oakland, California? Uh,
0: It said Oakland. It could be Michigan, I guess, right? But.
1: Oh, my God. If he has a successful business in Oakland and becomes a Warriors season ticket holder.
0: No fucking way. We're going to get
1: him on the podcast, Joey.
0: Uh. But yeah, he also had some more tweets we'll read next week. Oh that were pretty yeah. good.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> there's a there's some gold waiting for us <laughs> in this Twitter account, guys.
0: Um alright.
1: Trust the process. Trust the process.
0: Shut it down, let's game seven, baby! Woo!
1: Nothing easy!
2: Nothing easy! We're going to game seven, baby! Game seven! Game seven!